This is the Whiskey Rebellion podcast with your hosts Publius and Benevolus. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 21 of the Whiskey Rebellion podcast. Uh, back here after a week hiatus, which will now become the new norm. It's getting a little, it's a little, uh, it's a little different for us. It's but, a little much. But uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll work around what we have to, but um, a lot has happened since our last episode, our, <laughs> our Revolution Day episode. Um. There's a lot for us that we could go over, but we're gonna try and try and narrow it down to what we think is really what should be talked about right now. Um, on the bright side, we've been able to get more content out on thegasandpress.com. Uh, there were two new posts that we'll talk about this week. Um, also, going to talk about IDing our enemies and our friends. This is also a little bit uh something. Rex talked about in his post this week. Of course, we got Fuck the Elites and Benny Tweets. And then we're going to talk about uh, rebellion and the price of a rebellion. Uh, but before we get started, I'll turn it over to Benevolus. Yeah, thanks for that, Publius. Great to be back, as always, with the good old Whiskey Rebellion crowd. want to give our quick shout-out to retalk.com. If you get a chance, get on there, make an account. Doing some threads, great conversations happen. Um, there shouldn't be any libs on there, so that's the bright side of every. I mean, that's a great starting point in my opinion. But I want to circle back one real quick to episode twenty because I listened to it. I listened to it a second time. It was a great episode. Really enjoyed it. But you got to understand, we have to criticize America from our perspective, because nobody else does. Nobody else is willing to say it out loud on our side of the aisle. If we don't, then we're all just running under this disillusion that America is the saving grace of the planet. Now, I don't know where you stand from from where we stand. There's only one saving grace of the planet. No matter where you stand, it shouldn't be America, okay? Mm -hmm. America's bound to fall one day. No country on this planet has ever, ever lasted. So you have to accept that. We have to remember the founders, especially because from where I sit, we are the next generation. I'm not saying we're, we're the next founding fathers, but we're the next something. It starts with the Whiskey Rebellion. Starts with gas and prices. Starts with what you are going to get out there and talk about. We're going to dive into a lot of that today. It's going to be a lot of fun. The last post, I just wrapped up reading it from the Washington Post. I mean, it's I can't wait to get to it. But uh, I want to start out with congratulating Publius on his latest post on the gas and press titled "Come and Try It." Publius, I have so much fun. Um, editing his content because it's super easy for me to do such a raw writer. And he said, we at the Gazin press encourage an emboldened state. 
And in the post, he's talking about the latest news out of the Kamala administration that they're going to go, quote unquote, door to door to spread awareness of the vaccine and that they have a list. Well, they didn't directly say we have a list. We know they have a list of um, what do you want to call it? Unvaccinated people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rebels against the state. <laughs> and they're going to come door to door and just say, hey, have you heard about the coronavirus? Did you know you can get a vaccine? Uh, have you heard about coronavirus? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I know even people like that I work with that have gotten the vaccine. And they're, they're like, I wish they would come to my house and ask me. Whether or not I've got the vaccine. Yeah. Come try it, right? Exactly. I mean, this is just, to me, this is just the start. Yeah. For them coming door to door. Please, please come to my door. It's conditioning. Yeah. And that's that's ultimately what a lot about what we're going to talk about today is. is this We're in a conditioning stage in this country. Door to door, government officials coming door to door, minus the census, or I guess if you're being served or arrested, <laughs> yeah, is never supposed to happen. Okay, okay, we want to get technical. The fucking USPS, the biggest fraud on the face of the earth. But this sort of thing is not supposed to happen. Door to door, on something like this. This is this is medical information. Yeah, and think about it. This is targeted. This isn't yeah. mass outreach. This no. is targeted. They, they've done their research. They know where the problem areas are, and they're going to go to do- go door-to-door in those areas. Yeah. And, you know, this is a big point that you – we all definitely have our, our things that fire us up the most. Your biggest thing has definitely been, I'm sick of these people telling me that they know what's best for me. I mean, <laughs> and I made sure that we, we circled back to we always know best from you. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> we say it all the time, and I, I maybe I'm just beating it in too much, but it's, it, it just resonates with me. Yeah. That. That's all I can say, really. Yeah. And like you said in here, if you want to give me some info, mail me something. But here's, here's, here was my takeaway from your post. It got me thinking. Do they actually think going door to door is going to change anything? No. But here's, so here's the thing. They, you know, the CDC has all their shit on the website. Um, well, we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> um... Fauci, this week, we were going to talk about this. We'll bring it up again. Uh, talking about three-year-olds, uh, he thinks they should be required to wear masks because they could be spreading it as well. Yeah. Not even not even that they could get it, but they could be spreading it. Once yeah. again, I've said this before. At this point, if you have the vaccination, you already got it, or you're not going to get it. Yeah. So 
no one should care whether or not a three-year-old is wearing a mask because if you're worried about it, you already got the vaccine. So you shouldn't have to be worrying about a three-year-old walking around without a mask. This this, this one, when I saw this, uh, <laughs> it got to me, especially now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I, I started laughing. <laughs> we know I love to talk about good old Tony Fauci on here. The savior of America. I think, and that's my thing about him now, real quick. Is he? He really thinks he is. He does. He will not. He won't go away. No. He's like Trump. <laughs> yeah, but he's an idiot. Yeah, he's no fun. No. So, rounding out the rest of your post, it's clear as and has been clear from the start of the vaccination process that some sort of list exists. How can they keep a list? The commies and bootlickers ask. <laughs> if they know how much money you made, if they know your fucking credit report, mm-hmm. they know whether you're true or false in their fucking Excel spreadsheet of your name and your address, whether you got the vaccine or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they know everything they need to know about you. Yeah. And like I said in here, if you really don't believe that, please, please watch Snowden yep. or read No Place to Hide by Glenn Greenwald. Yeah. I, there's nothing else to say about that. I mean, there, there and you said this, I'm not sure when they're going to come for us, but make no mistake, they will. I firmly believe that they will come to your door looking for more than just a vaccine passport, though. Maybe not this time, but what about when gun ownership is an epidemic? Mm-hmm. What about when your faith is a cancer to society? And that's... That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, unintentional, but uh, I think the gun ownership, that's that's going to be coming to a head soon, I think, um, because of what's going on in all the major cities. But Yep. Uh, the last point, faith is a cancer. And I know we're talking about this later on too. I keep trying to, I keep foreshadowing without trying to give away too much, but that's coming up too. Yeah. It's like I said, when, when, when we started getting into this a few minutes ago, it's conditioning. This is easy. This is easy conditioning. Mm-hmm. This is nothing, nothing too intense but I don't know like you said it's always the darkest just before the dawn mm-hmm. and I know before I mean the dawn is coming um, it's getting darker right now you know I felt like a couple episodes ago I think I said it feels feels like we've been doing some winning lately and then I don't know the 4th of July happened it's like they knew we weren't going to do the Whiskey Rebellion for two weeks. <laughs> and they were like, let's just jam everything possible <laughs> in, into the next two weeks. And they can't talk about everything. They're listening. They always are. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Publius's post. Come and try it. Gazimpress.com. We're going to run over Rex. Rex's post. This Showing up. Yeah, this was uh, act, so this was great. 
When are we going to get him on here? I think we're, he owes us one more. Okay. Fair he enough. owes us one more, and then I'm going to make sure we get him on here, especially if it's like this. I mean, this was way more than we usually do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was as I was reading it, I was like, man. I mean, not that I not he he really put uh, a lot into this. Yeah, and it was kind of due, but yeah, I mean, yeah, just to give him a little, just to give him a little shit. But <laughs> so, it's titled Joe Manchin, friend or foe. A little background, if anybody's not aware, Joe Manchin is a senator from West Virginia, who is a Democrat which in today's world seems strange. 20 years ago, that was the norm mm-hmm. because of unions. But right. with the Senate technically being a 50-50 gridlock right now, a conservative Democrat is, in his argument, the most powerful Joe in the United States. Well, I mean, it makes sense because... Joe Biden ain't doing shit. Yeah, I mean, Kamala is. And he said, um, a conservative Democrat from West Virginia, Manchin has towed the tightrope of centrism for his 11.5 years in Washington. He represents a state in which Donald Trump is the equivalent of, a, <laughs> of at the very least, a biblical prophet. <laughs> a Democratic nominee for President Biden has not won the majority of votes in a single county in West Virginia since 2008 when Barack Obama won a measly four counties by slim margins. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia has swung significantly, significantly um, Mm -hmm. to the right, and they always were. It just has to do with unions, again. But as, you know, Kamala and co. are taking out coal mines, et cetera, they're, I mean, West Virginia is going to become a uh, right-wing stronghold. Um, he points out that Manchin leans towards Democratic policies in general, but there are a few in which he aligns with the Republican platform and that are most important to West Virginians. He's pro-life, he's pro-Second Amendment, yep. and he's about protecting West Virginia coal jobs. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean... I don't know what's more important to Americans than those three things. Their stance on abortion, their stance on guns, and jobs. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's... That, it seems to be... Jobs seems to be the biggest talking point of every presidential campaign. Yeah. Especially, I, especially more recently. Yeah, and, and it should be, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, he talks about... Manchin once said that he was a Democrat for life, but maybe he could switch. Maybe he wouldn't. And Rex went into, I mean, honestly, you're going to have to read it. I mean, this is great post, um, but I want to read his main points right Mm -hmm. here. As for my opinion, I will be watching Manchin carefully over the next three years. He has claimed to always put the interests of his constituents first over party with his party shifting light years to the left which is extremely true. Plenty of different scenarios scenarios could play out. Yeah. One, friend mansion. 
switches parties, aligning himself with the America First, Trump-era agenda, and stands up to the progressive wing of his party, whose policies directly threaten the jobs of thousands of hardworking coal miners that Manchin represents. Two, friend Manchin, also, does not switch parties, but holds the line in the U.S. Senate when his party pushes the radical left America last agenda. Or foe, he gives in to the wishes of his radical left Democratic co-workers, abandons the wishes of his constituents, and pushes through crippling policies that leave America far less safe and far less free than ever before. He points out also, Manchin is 73. He may not. He may rerun. You never know. Um, clearly, more than just a senator, more than yeah. just a politician, someone that, technically speaking, sits in the most powerful, you know, branch in the world. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Did you have any other thoughts? I mean, this was, like, I, a, know, like I, just, I said, a great post. I think it was a really good post. Actually, um, the way he just kind of analyzes it from, I mean, from a good perspective, I guess, the, the three the three points that you just made, uh, friend or foe, I don't know. It got me thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I knew of Joe Manchin. I guess I didn't yeah. exactly comprehend what kind of power if you if you want to say that that he that he wields but i don't know it's interesting and it's got me it's got me interested to keep an eye on what he does in the next three years um for sure but it's it's kind of i'll say refreshing to see that i mean for the most part from what i can see he cares more about his people than his job yeah um, rather than looking at looking at those citizens in West Virginia just as votes, he's looking at them as like people. His his employers, yeah, yeah. His, yeah that's a great point. Employers, and that's not something you see anymore. <laughs> no, no, they, yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. Rex's final thoughts. Experience tells me never to give a politician the benefit of the doubt. Um, it's a remarkable situation that he finds himself in for once. This is the best line for once. I would openly like to see a politician like Manchin cave into the mounting political pressure from his fellow West Virginians and switch parties. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great line. Um, again, shout out to Rex for that one. We're gonna have to get him on here. What's funny is that this is probably the most well thought out post on here. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and originally we brought Rex on because we thought he'd be crazy. And as it turns out, Vic and I have gone insane. Uh, yeah. And Justinian thinks everybody should have nukes. So maybe Rex is our saving There's, grace. there's no way that Rex can be the most critical thinking one right now. <laughs> but it, it is the case at least this week. <laughs> yeah. So it's on the guys at press.com. Joe Manchin, friend or foe. Um, yeah, I think with that, you know, we talked about Fauci a little bit. We got to identify our enemies. Okay. We talk about the elites. Now, <laughs> all the elites amongst us. We talked about Fauci. Fauci is undoubtedly an enemy. And oh Justin, yeah, I mean, Justin touched on it a little bit ago, talking about. <laughs> 
three-year-olds? Three-year-olds should wear masks. You mean Puglius? Puglius. Justinian. <laughs> it's all the same. I want yeah. to point out one other enemy of ours, though. Real quick. This was this was kind of my enemy. I actually enjoyed no. reading this one. I'm not subscribing to the fucking Washington Post. You gotta be kidding me. Well, I can't even read it. You can't read ass. it? No way. All right. <laughs> Yo, I got the headline here. Okay. So, George W. Bush says, ending the U.S. military mission in Afghanistan is a mistake. Yeah. Uh, uh. What do you got? I understood his points. Uh, yeah. Um, I I was thinking that, too, as I was reading through it. Like, for instance, here, um, in an interview with German international broadcaster Deutschwell, uh, mm-hmm. that was posted online Wednesday, Bush said he's afraid Afghan women and girls are going to suffer unspeakable harm. Um, he said, I, because I think the consequences are going to be unbelievably bad, and I'm sad. Lauren and I, Laura and I, spend a lot of time with the Afghan women, and they're scared. So, I was reading that, and I, I understood what he's saying, but I also was thinking in my head because you know they talked about um, the interpreters that yeah. work for the U.S. Army. They're they're fearing for their lives when. America's gone. But he's the reason we were there. <laughs> Him and Dick he's Cheney. The, he, yeah, he's the reason that they are now fearing for their lives. Yeah. That's the point. We should have never been there. The more and more I think about it. We are not the police force of the planet. Okay? Listen. To all the conservatives that are listening... And this is going to make sense when we do fuck the elites. To all the conservatives that are listening, I need to ask you something. You sit and defend the United States being the police force of the world, being the beacon of the world. The United States. Yet, you clamor for more states' rights because that's the way it was set up. Okay. The point that the, the the founders were trying to get across was we're in this together as a country to make, make commerce, make transportation, information available, and, and defense. We're in it for this with the same military defense unit. But individually, each state really operates as its own nation state. So yeah. how can you come out here and say that we should police the planet when when you believe that that you know Illinois should be policing itself yeah I, I just I don't get it. It, it, it the same ones that cry about all that are the ones that cry when there's a there's a relief bill going through the house that has foreign aid on it yeah. Why, why are we why are we worrying about the other countries when we should be taking care of our own people? Then why are oh, we policing <laughs> the entire... I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, you're right. It, they want to have it both ways, but it does not work that way. 
and people won't people just don't want to admit that at this point. We should have, we should have Trump got in the office, said we're gonna go fucking take out ISIS, sent the boys in, took out ISIS, and we left. Yep. That 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 was the that was supposed to be the original plan, quote unquote. But here's the thing, okay? In the Middle East, just as in America, it is a culture, rebellion, extremism. It is a culture. You cannot, you cannot fight culture with weapons. How do you fight culture? I have no idea. I haven't been alive enough, long enough. That's a good point. But what did people think was going to happen? Why did... We all know why we, we, there are no weapons of mass destruction. Okay. <laughs> they're never going to find them. They don't exist. At least not where they're looking. Man. Unless they're buried 50 feet deep under a sand dune in Iraq. I don't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that. Bush was the, en- it's amazing, just real quick, I-, I will say, Bush was the enemy of the left, the left absolutely hated him for eight years, Yeah, he left, basically never said shit, said he didn't like Trump, now he's the hero. Yeah. Glenn Greenwald talks about that all the time. Yeah. Enemies. Bush is an enemy. He is, he's an elitist. <laughs> through yeah, and through. Yeah. Fauci, oh. Fauci is, he's a different kind of enemy because he won his way into the elites. Bush was born an elite. Fauci gained elitism, which is worse. Along with Fauci, I need to dig in here real quick for a second because I saw this just before we started shooting. Okay. Yeah. Just to go along with Fauci, I wrote down, he said something about federal health advice. What? Yeah, that people should be following federal health advice. What the fuck is federal health advice? (laughs) So, just take out the health advice in that and say people should just be following the government. That's all that means. Yeah. I just don't understand, and this is true of the right. I mean, this is the right and the left. The amount of people that are willing to just follow the government, no questions asked, is unbelievable. But I want to talk about this real quick. What do you got? Cuban protests Rick risk exasperating COVID-19 spike. Okay? Let me okay. ask something. One year ago, we were in the midst of chaos across the country. Yeah. From, from George Floyd. Yeah. Nobody said shit. About COVID. About COVID. These 
Yeah, but, people. but listen, what what are what are what are they what are they uh, protesting for now in Cuba? Freedom. Exactly. Uh, <sighs> Unreal. Enemies. Yeah, there's no other way to put it. Um, like Rex said, I mean, mansion, friend or foe, but <laughs> we got a lot more enemies than we do friends, I think. I'm trying to think of friends before we get to fuck the elite. just going to see if we had anyone. <laughs> I mean, I'd say Glenn Greenwald's a friend. That's a great point. I mean, we have friends out there. Everyone listening is most likely a friend. If you're an enemy, well... Come and try Fuck it. You. Come and try it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you show up. Yeah. So to talk about fuck the elites. Oh, first off, God. I'm not even going to get into this one. All I'm going to say I saw this one a week ago. And I was like, I'm going to talk about this. But then I found a new one for this week. Barack. Just CNN posted an article that says 11 books Barack Obama says you should read this summer. That's all we're going to say. That's it. <laughs> I've got nothing else on that. This wow. one... <laughs> this one is from last night. Yeah, you texted us this last night. And I was uh, like, I what was... the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Trending on Twitter as we speak. Tucker is killing us. <laughs> yeah, I love Tucker. Okay. Kyle Kashev. I think that's how you say his name. Was a survivor of uh, which which one was that? Um, was that Stoneman Douglas? Oh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what it says. Okay, survivor of the Stoneman Douglas shooting, uh, school shooting in twenty eighteen. Might have been 19? 17, actually. Oh, wow. So, 2017. You know, the one that made David Hogg, David Hogg. This kid. So, out of out of the shooting came, on the left, David Hogg, who is just, I mean, we've talked Your about favorite. him before. <laughs> uh, there's nothing to say. Out on, on the right came Kyle Kashev. Been everywhere. Been on Ben Shapiro. Everything. Fox News, etc. This mm-hmm. motherfucker tweeted last night. We should stop letting libertarians define what conservatism is. Let that sink in. <laughs> what? The only people that say something like this is a GOP elitist. Oh, yeah. I, there's no other way around it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have much to say about that. Yeah. Other than fuck this kid. Square up. Come and take it. <laughs> Square up. Don't call yourself <laughs> a freedom-loving American because you're a commie. Fuck the elites. Yeah. <laughs> so, I noticed... Uh, you actually had this for your Benny tweets, actually. Um, I don't know. I saw this the other day, and it 
on top of everything, I could go on and on about Fauci. Uh, that's just <laughs> that's just beating a dead horse there. Um, this one's just a tweet from the FBI. And I think oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Family members and peers are often best positioned to witness signs of mobilization to violence. Help prevent homegrown violent extremism. Visit whatever website to learn how to spot suspicious behaviors and report them to the hashtag FBI, hashtag national security. Unreal. Uh, If you see this tweet and think to yourself like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a vigilante in the night and start turning over my family members and peers. You're fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is just ridiculous. And uh, that just got my blood boiling because this is the FBI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I saw that tweet, it was just further confirmation of the enemy. Oh, yeah. Of conditioning. Think about how much the left now loves the FBI. Amazing, isn't it? Apparently, according to Jen Back Pisaki, everyone on the right wants to defund the police, which is true <laughs> of me. <laughs> but she's saying the GOP wants to defund police. Yeah, it's the GOP that wants it. Are you kidding me? I've never seen that. And people will just sit, I mean, not everyone, but people would just sit there and let her say that and just, yeah, she's right. Jen Pisaki. Circle back. Is that three now? Yeah. Fuck the FBI. Yeah. Fuck the elites. Yeah. So, you said, let's do, uh, let's get into Benny tweets real quick. So here we go. Benny tweets. Rapid fire. I give the tweet. If it really fires me up, I'll give a little take. But Publius is going to give me his take. First one. (laughs) This one's great. Streets are painted black because of racism. It It is so that black people must internalize being driven on and stepped on. Streets should be painted white for scientific and safety reasons. But racism doesn't allow for that. Remember that next time you look down (laughs) and see a street. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you'd be able to see the road if it were white. No, it would fucking flash you in the face. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, That would probably cause global warming. Yeah. No, that would make sense. Because it would absorb, or it would reflect. Exactly. Go back into the atmosphere. Man. Hot takes. Yeah, hot takes. The, the next one. are black. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this son of a bitch is on my Mount Rushmore of people that if I saw them, I'd shoot them. Keith Olbermann, whether or not you're watching tonight's baseball all-star game, Consider that they may have broken up a planned mass shooting there. Okay. And ask yourself, why doesn't the Second Amendment have the word own in it? The Second Amendment does not authorize gun ownership. What does he think the word keep means? 
Uh, <laughs> is keep just like keep it on loan from the library or some shit? Yeah. That's exactly what it means. Although, how sick would that be? If there was just, just like a library of guns, you could just check one out for like a week. Oh, man. <laughs> just get a Tommy gun or something. Yeah. Just you <laughs> you rent it and then you just pay for the ammo and then move on. Yeah. I love it. That's that's a business idea there. <laughs> Gas and business. Invest. Gas oh. and investing. <laughs> but Keith Olbermann. <laughs> yeah. This guy looks like such a cuck. Oh, he 100% is. Okay. He 100% is. The Second His Amendment. White ass hair. Not authorized gun ownership. Give me a break. Yeah. Next one. How uh. <laughs> to prepare for a hurricane. Tips from the CDC. Step one. Prepare for a hurricane. Take basic steps now to ensure your safety should a storm hit. Okay, what does that mean? Anyways, step two, so essentially step one, because step one made no fucking sense. Step one was telling you what the next steps are going to be. Yeah. Step two, though, get a COVID-19 vaccine as soon as you can. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's, yeah. Apparently these hurricanes are carrying the virus with it. Like the Delta variant and everything else. Uh, uh, yeah. I guess that's what jet, that's... jet trails are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just like putting the chemtrails, down... they're just spreading COVID yeah. right in front of our eyes. That way we have to get the vaccine. New York Times. I don't know if this was an article or a tweet, but anyways. Shouting freedom <laughs> and other anti-government slogans. Hundreds of Cubans took to the streets in cities around the country on Sunday to protest food and medicine shortages and a remarkable eruption of discontent not seen in nearly 30 years. Uh, I guess freedom is anti-government, according to the New York Times. Shouting freedom and other <laughs> anti-government slogans. Everywhere you, know where you they look. Stand. Yeah. Everywhere you look. Okay. Their message is everywhere. They don't hide it anymore. Remember who your enemy is. They're telling you. Now let's get to the fun ones. Our boy Shane Hazel, shout out. He loves the guys in Preston Whiskey Rebellion, by the way. I'm pretty sure he favorites all our shit. <laughs> I call him governor. He liked that. He tweeted... <laughs> The Constitution equals gun-free zone sign. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a little hot take because we talked about two weeks ago how the Bill of Rights was viewed by some as too radical. Yeah. Because it was limiting rights. Or so they were Interesting. claiming, at least. Yeah. The last one, our Lord and Savior himself, Ron Paul, the GOAT. Wealth inequality is a normal and natural condition of civilization. Human beings are not homogeneous and unconscious robots where everything is exactly the same for everyone. However, 
when wealth inequality is artificially inflated through the political process, trouble ensues. There's a key word right there. Key little phrase. Which one? Through the political process. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one the other day. That was good. That was good by uh, Mr. Paul. Now his son still leaves some some to be desired because he's kind of a bitch. <laughs> now I'm running out of juice on my laptop, so I'm gonna have to plug Mrs. Benevolence's in real quick. So bear with me. All right. But uh, Publius, can you let's talk about let's talk about what's going on in Cuba? I mean, I wasn't really sure. There was so much to talk about, but I was like, I feel like Cuba's significant. I texted a few people and I was told, Cuba, you got to talk about Cuba. So we're going right. to talk about Cuba. Yeah. Um, give me one second. I'm trying to think because we talked to, I think, um, Vic sent us something. Uh, well, that could have tied into fucking leads. Well, maybe another time. Anyway. Um, yeah, Cuba, the Cuban people are basically just, uh, sick of what they've been going through, uh, the hardship and they, I mean, like you said in that tweet, the food and medicine shortages, uh, with everything surrounding the quote unquote pandemic, um, yep. a lot of, a lot of people will try to blame all these hardships on the trade embargo from the United States, but a lot of it is to blame is their, uh, their economic system that has not reformed and it's it's the same as the the Soviet style communism. Now, what was annoying was how they started talking about quote unquote successful communist countries. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I noticed that because they're uh, Cuba has not heeded the advice of China and Vietnam in adopting economic reforms. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I, I, I think they're trying to say like, so technically, China and like Vietnam promote private business, but it's not private because the government technically owns it. Right. It's just controlled by an individual constituent. Okay. Actually, no, I just say constituent. I sound like an elite. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but basically, I'm, I, was, I was just, this was just an article on MSN um, saying the protests have rocked the entire island and here's why people were flooding the streets. And it's basically, they want their freedom. Like, like they were saying in the street, in the streets, um, they're tired of what they've gone through under this regime. But the best part about the whole thing is, is, is this, they were waving American flags. Yeah, I know. I remember seeing that. Oh man. I've almost got this all set up. Yeah. The waving American flags. I mean, that must've really pissed the Washington post off. New York Times, too. Oh. <clears throat> I mean, think about what the New York Times said. Saying things like freedom. Along with anti-government. 
they just admitted that they're cucks for the they United States government. They, they just admitted that they hate you. They don't want you to have anything. You should you should uh, just blindly listen to them. Don't don't worry about your own personal freedom. What does it mean for the Cuban people, though? Because, as always, it's our goal with the whiskey. It's our goal with the gas. And this. What, what is the significance? Why does it matter? Well, why the hell should you care? You should care for two reasons. One, it's great for the Cuban people. Oh, yeah. Now, they might get slaughtered for it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what this will do for them. Yeah. Um, but I applaud them for standing their ground. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, to say... Actually, I just... I, there's a video in here I just saw Gadsden fly, flying. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> it might, it might have been in Miami, but still. People, people wonder why Trump did so well in Miami. And you look at this right now and you got to say... This is why. Mm, it fires me up that anybody questions that. Listen, the Cuban people have lived this. There's no such thing as good communism. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You're reading this fucking post and they start talking about quote unquote good communism, yeah. like Vietnam and China. <laughs> they they want to they want to try and go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Say, say what you were going to say. No, I'm just, they're, they're, uh, they're going to try and like go along with everyone and say, yeah, this is part of the issue down in Cuba is the communism, but communism isn't all that bad. Yeah. They're just, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's what, that, that's, that's the argument they're trying to make. There's, and you read this article, the way they worded it, it's great. Communism doesn't seem that bad, honestly. When you're reading this, I was sitting there thinking, "Yeah, like this doesn't sound horrible." You try then, that everywhere, but then you remember. Then you fucking remember these people. Okay, the reason they love communism is one, they're tyrants. They love control. Okay, two, they believe that man is inherently evil. Okay, inherently bad. Okay. Let's say that's the case. Question. Who sets up the communist government? Man. Who who runs it? The elites. Man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so what you're telling me is that an individual is less powerful than a group of people? Absolutely not. This is the the disillusion. This is the biggest problem facing the world, but we don't really have the perspective of the world. America. When was the last time in a college campus that they taught individualism? It's always, it's for the greater good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's never... Is it better for you? Yeah. Unless it's killing an unborn child. Then it's okay. Then you can make the decision. And this... You know, stuff's going on in South Africa. I don't understand it. 
So we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I was going to tell you, like, if we're going through the South Africa, I might need to lean on you for that because I don't, I don't exactly know what's going on. Yeah, I've got absolutely no idea. Straight up. Other than, like, there's people shooting each other and looting. That's it. Yeah, it feels it feels similar to what was going on, like you said last year, everything with George Floyd, and, uh, based yeah. on what I read. But I don't I don't know enough about it. Yeah, and there's a lot more to it. They were talking about like stuff from 27 years ago. I was like, okay, we might not be able to talk about this. It's in our best interest. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to just start guessing. The only thing I know about South South Africa is that. Somehow the Brits rolled in, took control. There's more black people than white people, but the white people were in control. It's strange. But anyways, let's move on. Cuba. Cuba. What does it mean? Oh, okay. This is... <sighs> I read this post today, and I'd seen it last week. Or earlier this week, not last week. Mm-hmm. It's titled An American Kingdom from the Washington Post, which their slogan is Democracy Dies in Darkness. Well, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> they are ass backwards on that. An American Kingdom, and this is the headline a new and rapidly growing Christian movement is openly political, wants a nation under God's authority, and is central to Donald Trump's GOP. This was written by Stephanie McCrumman, who is a 120% lib. She uh, looks almost exactly how I pictured, except I pictured short hair. True. True. She kind of reminds me of AOC. Not bad, though. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, she's no Tulsi Gabbard, but not bad. Well, we haven't gotten the whole picture yet. That's true. (laughs) So this this post, I'm going to try and talk through it. And if you need to stop me because you're too pissed off, just tell me. Because I'm going to probably stop myself. I'll I'll let you go and I'll I'll, I'll provide my insight. Essentially, she starts by painting the picture. I mean, this was extremely... I mean, this thing had to be a couple thousand words. Oh, yeah. She's painting the picture in Fort Worth of... She was at a sermon where a giant video screen behind him, behind the pastor was lit up with an enormous colored map of Fort Worth divided into four quadrants. Greed, the map read over the west side. Competition, it said over the east side. Rebellion, it said over the north side of the city. Lust, it said over the south. It was an hour and a half into the 11 a.m. service of a church that represents a rapidly growing kind of Christianity in the United States. One whose goal includes bringing under the authority of a biblical God every facet of life, from schools to city halls to Washington, where the pastor had traveled a month after the January 6th 
quote-unquote insurrection and filmed himself in front of the U.S. Capitol saying quietly, Father, we declare America is yours. She starts talking about other things he's talking about. She talks about how he's wearing skinny jeans and a red t-shirt. And how he said 2021 is going to be the year of the supernatural. And that we're going under spiritual warfare. And that 4,500 people attend the three sermons a day. How he says that the, the Holy Ghost is there if you want it to be. You need to open yourself to it. Yeah. How, how this is the world of Trump's spiritual advisor and, and how mainline Protestant and evangelical denominations continue an overall decline in numbers and a changing America non-denominational congregations have surged from being virtually non-existent in the 1980s to accounting for roughly one in 10 Americans in 2020. Pause. I... Mrs. Publis and I are, we define ourselves as non-denominational. I do too. Yeah. Three for three. Did you say Miss Benevolus or Mrs. Publius? Jesus, I might say, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I, we, we know what you meant. We know what you meant. Uh, yeah. I define, I define as, I would say non-denominational. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I think, I think most people we know uh, do. Right. Vic. Yeah, I mean. Why won't this let me type? See, sometimes I'm stupid. Anyways. So she's talking about that all these new churches yeah um are trying to you know get rid of the demons amongst us how um this was an interesting take interesting paragraph so nr nar not nra <laughs> stands for new apostolic apot yeah reformation yeah or nar nar whatever coined by some dude in California, which is ironic. Mm -hmm. What is new is the degree to which Trump elevated a fresh network of NAR style leaders who in turn elevated him as God's chosen president, a fusion that has secured the movement as a grassroots force within the GOP, just as the old Christian right is waning. Increasingly, this is the world that the term evangelical voter refers to. Not white-haired Southern Baptists and wooden pews, but the comparatively younger, more diverse, more extreme world of millions drawn to leaders who believe they are igniting a new awakening in America, one whose epicenter is Texas. She talks about how he had a 40-day fast. Mm -hmm. She starts talking about his connection, this, this pastor's connections to Trump. Um, the church's name in Texas is called Mercy Culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is so long. I can't really sum the whole thing up. It's really hard to sum it all up. <laughs> I still haven't got through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about this. 
and this is this is the part I was looking for. So basically, she says how. Welcome to Mercy. I'll read this 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 bit this bunch. This one right now too. Yeah. Welcome to Mercy. The greeters said to people who could tell stories of how what happened to them here had delivered them from drug addiction, alcoholism, psychological traumas. PTSD, depression, infidelities, or what the pastor told them was the sexual confusion of being gay, queer, or transgender. Was, never mind. They lingered a while in the communal area, sipping coffee on modern leather couches, taking selfies in front of a wall with a pink neon sign, with a pink neon mercy sign, or browsing a narrow selection of books about demonic spirits. On a wall, a large clock counted down the final five minutes as they headed into the windowless sanctuary. Sanctuary. Inside, the lights were dim and the walls were bare. No paintings of parables, no stained glass, no crosses or images of Jesus. Nothing but the stage and the enormous glowing screen where another clock was spinning down the last seconds as symbols began playing and people began standing and lifting their arms because they knew what was about to happen. Cameras in one, two, three, and four were in position. The live stream was on standby. In the front row, the 85-year-old retired pastor of the church this used to be secured his earplugs. What happened next was 40 nonstop minutes of swelling, blasting, drum-pounding music, at times so loud that the chairs and walls seemed to vibrate. The huge screen became a video of swirling clouds, then a black galaxy of spinning stars. The spotlights went from blue to amber to gold to white. A camera slid back and forth on a dolly. Fog spilled into the stage. Modern dancers raced around waving shiny flags. One song melded into the next, rising and falling and rising again into extended mantra-like courses about surrender, while people in the congregation began kneeling and bowing. A few rows back, the pastor stood with one hand raised and the other holding a cup of coffee. And when the, long when the last song faded, a worship team member walked on stage to explain what was happening in case anyone was new. The Holy Spirit is in the room, he said. Now everyone sat down and watched the glowing screen. Another video played, and basically, they talked about the Holy Spirit. This this post is extremely um, paints a clear picture. It does a great job of slipping things in that make you really believe these people are insane. Yeah. Um. I, it does paint a clear picture, but it's also, to me, like, has this woman ever been to a church before? I mean, she almost, I don't know. What? what let me read this paragraph because I don't understand this. So, the, the, dis, the distinct businessman in ministry whose goal is raising up an army of influential leaders across Fort Worth. It meant the church hosting a meeting of a group called the Freedom Shield Foundation. A dozen or so men huddled over laptops organizing what one participant described as clandestine operations around Fort Worth to rescue people they said were victims of sex trafficking. This was a core issue for the church. Members were raising money to build housing for alleged victims. There were always prayer nights for the cause, including one where church members laid hands on Fort Worth Sheriff, who sat with a Bible in his lap and said that the problem was the demonic battle of our lifetime and the and told those gathered that you are the warriors in that battle. I don't, just real quick, I don't see the problem with what was happening there. I don't either. I'm... 
trafficking is a huge issue. I don't know why. I don't know how this could be seen as a problem. Yeah. Then she talked about how another day it meant to see steady stream of cars inching towards the church food bank. One team loading boxes in the trunks and another fanning out along the idling line of offering prayers. People would say, please pray for me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then someone in their car wouldn't roll their window down. A woman kept saying, Jesus wrapped your arms around you. God thinks you're beautiful. You've done great for your family. I feel as if God is saying he's proud of you. When he sees you, he's pleased. I feel you are carrying a lot of regret. And the woman shook her head yes. And then she started crying, etc. And they welcomed her into the church. Then, and this was this is where it became obvious, this woman's stance on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Every time I come here, the Lord always speaks to me. Yeah, that happens to me all the time too, said Autumn who described how the Lord had told her to move to Texas and then to attend Gateway Church and then to enroll in a Gateway-approved school called Lifestyle Christianity University, where she said the Lord sent a stranger to pay her tuition. Not long after that, the Lord sent her into an Aldi supermarket where she met a woman who told her about Mercy Culture, which is how she ended up sitting here on the grass on a summer evening, believing that the Lord was preparing her to go to Montana to prophecy over the land in anticipation of our revival. I don't understand it. I just know it's God. None of this feels uh, out of out of the left field to me. That's what I'm. I'm a little confused about uh, reading through this post. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't feel weird to me. Anything that's being said here. Um, this, I'm just. I don't know. What happens in this post and what happened with, you know, MSNBC, CNN, et cetera, all the, all the, you know, liberal bastards coming out and saying, oh, Cuba's just protesting not having enough COVID vaccines. What happened with the, you know, they were were chanting things like freedom. What happens with this post from the Washington Post, Democracy Dies in Darkness, this this woman hates you, okay? She hates you. She's an elitist, and she hates you. The way, I mean, she's a phenomenal writer. Not better than me, but still a phenomenal writer. (laughs) (laughs) I love the plug. Yeah, oh yeah, I got to plug old Benny. She paints this picture, this this literature picture, easy read, not very many big words. She paints these right-wing, evangelical, non-denominational Christians as cultists who are following a loveless God. Yeah who are actually just praising Donald Trump and praising their pastors and themselves. I got fucking news for you. Okay. She, she's trying to downplay Stephanie McCrumman is just trying to downplay the movement 
that we feel right now. She's trying to downplay our beliefs, our, our freedom as being insane. Because we're not bowing down to the state. Because we're not bowing down to her and her elitists and, and Satan. I guarantee she's an atheist. I guarantee it. Based on this, I'm sure she is. I mean, she even talks about the, the way this comes off when she's talking about, you know, like demonic spirits. Uh, what did she, I, I can't think of what she said. Um, maybe it was just in this, this, yeah, what you just said. Uh, da, 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 da. Believing, like the way she says it to me is almost, I don't want to say satirical, but she's trying to almost come across sarcastically saying like, these people are believing in the Lord, uh, like that this girl believing in the Lord, sending her to Montana to go prophesize or prophecy over the land. It's frustrating. Uh, when she was talking about worship. Um, it almost, to me, the way she described the music. Uh, yeah. She, almost like she was offended by music because it was too loud. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just. Oh no 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 no! no. You're 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 you're. I, I'm going to take it further. Modern worship music is amazing, and they yeah. sing about the truth, and they're not afraid. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Bethel music and Brandon Lake in particular. They put out a song. About two months ago, called uh, "Too Good to Not Believe." I'm plugging you. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. It's incredible. It's loud. It's it fills your spirit, mm-hmm. and it fills the truth. Why? Why should we? She wants us to be ashamed for believing. Yeah. It, this has nothing to, to do other than conditioning because she doesn't just come out and say, listen to what these lunatics were doing. Anybody could read this and many people might come away with a different viewpoint on this. Yeah. I'll bet some evangelicals granted if, if all of this is true in here, I mean, this church sounds insane to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are certain things that you're like, okay, I mean, it's, yeah, that's a little strange. It's more than I would probably be used to, but what what she tries to outline as being just outlandish and everything sounds normal, like we said. And this, how how can I word this without? So when she talked about, because I, I can see it in my head, the the church we go to, non denominational big church and I can see it when I walk in people are getting coffee hanging out people are greeting you and and there's not really um, there's not you know stained glass and there's not crosses everywhere and it's very you know modern that way she fears that yeah she fears it because 
because she knows that this is the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, she actually talks about that in here, doesn't she? Talking about uh, people meeting in old, old, uh, yeah, big box stores and sh- stuff like that. The it, church like, is not a building. Exactly, we are the church. Yeah, uh, it's it's like I'm not. It's similar to you know how we talked about the revolution was born in in bars. Yeah, and other things. It, it kind of gives off a similar sense of. Like, she thinks that it shouldn't be happening there. Yeah. I mean, I have so much I could say. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to concentrate. (laughs) To think that this post is anything other than propaganda is losing. You, everybody's got to read this thing. From, maybe not front to back, because it's so damn long. Everybody's got to read this. Washington Post. What's the name of it? An American Kingdom. Yep. If you got to pay a buck to read it or something, read it. Copy it. Think about it. I mean, I'm probably going to copy this and print it so that way I can read it in the future. Yeah. Because this, I mean, I've, I've got like goosebumps right now. Like, you know, I was, uh, I alluded to this at the beginning. This is, I mean, this could be what they view as the start. They're trying to link this all back to Trump in January 6th. Yep. It's these, it's these non-denominational evangelical Christians at the source of it all. And, you know, when I said in the post, uh, knocking on our door asking if we're, if we're Christians, I mean, I, I don't know when that will be. I do firmly believe that this will be something that happens down the road. And this is this post is just kind of like the start of it, in a way. I don't know if you have anything to say on that, but... I just, I completely agree. I mean, they, the left, I mean, it's sometimes a shame that we're not on their side. <laughs> I mean, they can take anything. And turn it their way. It's it's amazing. There's just no explanation for me other than good versus evil here. Yeah. And, yeah, and she talks cool. about that, actually. She says how the the pastor, or she didn't say the pastor was saying this, she said how people in these uh, non denominational churches are <laughs> are basically saying that the liberals are are demonic and they're trying to take over the country and the world and it's Satan controlling everything. And she made it seem like if you think that, that you're batshit motherfucking crazy, I got something to tell you, Stephanie. Okay? I've got... I, I, I don't know right now... I don't know what God wants me to say right now. (laughs) This, you got to read it. This is something we've alluded to quite a bit on the Whiskey Rebellion is the constant fight of good versus evil. This this is example 1A. Yeah. And it it would be very uh, general... I guess a generalization to lump all all liberals as 
It's not. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I. I disagree. I think they all want to kill us. No, no. I take that back. They don't want to kill us because they just want to control us. We're puppets in their fucking game. Okay. Agree? Disagree? Uh, 50-50. 75-25. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree that we are puppets in their game, but I mean, I, I'm, I guess I'm thinking more of the elitists on that side. Um, I, know I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Here, here's, here's the question. When it finally goes down, because that's what these people don't get. If they think January 6th was anything, just keep pushing us. Just keep pushing us. Yeah. And, and when she started listing how that woman said, you know, God told me to do this, 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 and this. She's just conditioning people to think, oh, well, I want to do what I want to do. Well, but that's that's not what that woman was saying. She was saying, God said, hey, here's the path I have for you if you want it. If you don't want to take this path, I'll help you find another path. I've got another path for you. But here, here's, here's what I've got. And so yeah. she went for it. That's what she's saying. And these yeah. people, they don't understand. Now, now I've said before, and I think this is one of my biggest things personally, I think people want to believe. They just don't know how. Stephanie doesn't want to believe, and she never is going to know how. Never. She doesn't want to. No. She's lost. It's tough. Whether to say pray for her, it, it is tough. It shouldn't be, but it is because she's the enemy. That's not a lie. No. We said we were going to talk about our enemies. <laughs> we have a countless lot. Enemies, countless enemies. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that would be our friends. Um, I know that. Um, but in terms of what we've been talking about today everyone's our enemy and here's here's what here's what they don't here's what I want the takeaway to be whether you voted for Trump or not doesn't matter to people on our side we don't give a fuck who you voted for right whether you voted for Trump or not to the other side defines everything now and, and I see what you're saying because I know who you're talking about. That there are people on the left side, probably most of them, that wouldn't, you know, that would say, like, if we explain this to them, they'd be like, yeah, this is insane. Like, the, what they're saying, what she's saying, and this is insane. But then you throw in the Trump aspect of it. And everything's out the window. Mm -hmm. We've seen it time in time and time again that that defines everything and now your stance on january 6th defines everything yeah i mean i've never been ashamed to say i voted for trump i can't i won't talk out loud about how i feel about january 6th because there's so many people on the right that disagree with it 
And what they don't get is we disagree with it because it was pussy shit. They didn't go far enough. They should have burned the whole motherfucker down. You still wonder who was all really behind it? I don't really see any other way around it anymore. They let them in. Even even if... It just... It, with everything else that goes on, it just seems so too convenient that they were just able to do what they did. Yeah. And even if they all were right-wingers, somebody told them, let them pass the gate. Let's watch this. Yeah. It's just like 9-11. Take Dick Cheney to do it. I don't, I don't know. Probably. But they, they, you're telling me they didn't know that these dudes were here? Flying planes. <laughs> There's so many things about that that happen that you know. Some of sometimes it just seems like tragedy, or I don't know. But there's there's always an agenda. I saw something you might like this. Uh, something today actually about the, it's it's a conspiracy that the Titanic was uh, sunk in part to start the Federal Reserve. <laughs> what? Oh, you got to send that to me. Um, Yeah, because basically J.P. Morgan was supposed to be on the Titanic. Canceled like the day of. And there were supposedly three people that opposed. I haven't really looked into this. I just saw it today while I was at work. Um, three, Three people that opposed the Federal Reserve. All three of them were on the Titanic. Oh, man. Yeah, we gotta dive into that. I knew you'd get a. I knew you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> being the Fed. You know what? Even if half these conspiracy theories aren't true, I just love that people came up with them. <laughs> people took the time to try and dig that up. Yeah, I mean, I have a conspiracy that Germany is actually where Satan spawns, and anything that comes out of Germany is evil. Because when you look at history. And when you look at American history, everything stems from Germany. That's besides the point. Uh, Again, there's more to say about this. And yeah, it wraps in directly with Cuba. In, In much less, you know, the revolution and more what they're saying about it. Just like... I mean, what's to come in America with COVID and masks is going to be interesting. If they try to mandate masks again, I'm not wearing one. I don't care where I am. I don't care who tells me to put one on. I don't care if they're like, you can't come in if you don't wear one. I'm going to say, I'm not going to wear one and I'm coming in. And if you want to take me out of here, you're going to have to drag me out of here. Yeah. There's no way I'm putting a mask back on. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they'll leave, they'll even try it again. But I wouldn't be surprised. I know. I know. Certainly, you are not the only one that will be doing that. You have probably over half the country that would be doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not only not only us who haven't been vaccinated, but also those who have been vaccinated that are not going to give a shit anyway. I don't give a fuck if you got vaccinated. I don't care if you got vaccinated. Neither do I. I think it's probably smarter that you did. But I refuse to do it because they're telling me to do it. Yeah. I mean, 
And also, I don't need it. I don't. I don't need it. I'm healthy. We don't. We don't. That's what I say when people ask me. I said I don't. I'm. I'm young. I don't need it. Give it to someone else. Yeah. You know what? I'm. I'm overweight, but I have great blood pressure, great cholesterol, great cholesterol. I don't have diabetes. I'm fucking fine. If you're overweight, go lose weight. You're not going to get COVID. You're good. Okay. Go run on the treadmill, and you'll be fine. They're coming. Okay, they're coming harder, they're coming faster, they're coming, they're getting meaner. I mean, trust me. <laughs> I mean, you got to read this post, that's all I know to say. An American Kingdom, The Washington Post, by Stephanie McCrumman. Make sure you look at who, who she is. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. I, we said we were going to talk about friends. Glenn Greenwald, Ron Paul, Shane Hazel, the Gaz Press. That's your friends. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You gotta buy guns. I, I I wish I had I wish I could say everything that I'm feeling, but I, I just can't. There's too much. I might have to make a post this weekend. You weren't kidding, a lot happened in these Two weeks we were off. Yeah, and this post just got slipped in. I'm telling you, it just yeah. it just got yeah. slipped in. And I was like, wait a second. What, what What did I just read? What is that headline? So I read the first part. I was like, all right, we're definitely going to have to talk about this. And then I started really reading this shit. Oh, man. I mean, again, go read it. Buy guns. Buy <laughs> Buy a lot of guns, okay? They're going to get cheaper. Go buy ammo. That's going to get cheaper, too. If you need ammo, give us a shout. Guys in arms. Buy crypto. No one's talking about stocks right now. Go buy crypto, okay? It's on sale. Safe moon. Go buy it. You know what it is. Fuck the system. Are we sharing news this week, or should we hold off for a bit? We can hold off, I think. Okay, we'll have we'll have some good news coming in the next few weeks. Can't can't wait to share that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it anyway. All right. You wanna, or do you want me to? Uh, go ahead. So, uh, I mean, I'm so excited. I've been waiting to share this for <laughs> forever. <laughs> Want to congratulate Mr. and Mrs. Publius on Baby Publius on the way and Mazel Tov, it's a boy. God bless America. <laughs> Thank you. A little uh, Publius Jr. on the way. He's going to come out Maybe. of the womb wrapped in a Gazan flag carrying an AR-15. I don't know if Mrs. Publius will allow that, but... You know what? That's going to be his gift for me, is a box of ammo. Oh, I thought you were going to say an AR-15. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Who got this uh, for me? Oh, uh, Uncle yeah, Benny. Benny. Uncle <laughs> Benny. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's pretty exciting times right now. It um, is. No other way to put it. It's kind of surreal still, uh, especially just figuring out gender but um i don't know exciting times 
with everything else that's going on but <laughs> for 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 me and Mrs. Publius, uh the start of the family, it's exciting for us. And I feel like uh I feel like there's more at stake for you with everything going on in the world now. Yeah. Some of this just adds a new perspective. Yeah. I know and, and, and baby Publius isn't even here yet. But. Yeah, wait until baby Publius is here. Just more for me to take care of. Bygones more, by more reason to fight. Exactly. Uh, so, what we say here now, um, keep this in mind all the time, there is no such thing as government funded. It is all taxpayer funded. Right. You fund the government. You. And may the gas and fly forever.